Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. You're listening to the Dana and Parks podcast on KMBZ. So welcome on into Dana and Parks as we continue following the breaking news that you first heard on our midday program. It appears at least two officers have been shot somewhere in the area just east of Fort Osage High School uh, off of L.C. Smith and 24 Highway west of Buckner. Is that accurate? This is going to be somewhere over by the... Um, Fort Osage High School. It's just east down 24 Highway yes. from Fort Osage High School. Just over near the Fort Lake City Osage. Ammunition Plant. And I just got off the phone with a spokesperson with the Independence Police Department, and she will be calling in here within the next 60 seconds or so. We did not, for all of the obvious reasons, want to make them wait on hold. Uh, so <clears> as soon as she calls in, we will go straight to it. Uh, the, the journalists that are on the way there are, are still gathering information. Uh, we will try to get with someone over at KNBC here in just a moment uh, to bring us a little bit more information from that scene. So, I, and, and we don't know the exact location, but we know the general area of it, I believe. And we'll get, as you mentioned, we'll get more information here in just a minute. Uh, this would be roughly in the area where 24 Highway and Missouri 7 intersect. Somewhere in that area. And we're waiting for the public information officer from the Independence Police Department to uh, join us here on the program. I believe she's about to uh, join us here in just a second. Yeah, she is Officer Kelly Rupert with the Independence Police Department. She is the new public information officer with the Independence Police Department. Uh, And super wishing we were speaking under uh, different circumstances today, but do appreciate her time. Officer Rupert, thank you so much. Hi. So what is the first thing you need our listening audience to know about where this is? Obviously, you need to steer clear of that area uh, just east of Fort Osage High School. But what are you seeing from from where you are standing right now? Uh, From where I am standing, I see all four directions of an intersection completely shut down. So no one is going to be able to get through in any direction of Elsie Smith and Bunshu. And can you say that again? Elsie Smith and Bunshu? Yes. 
Okay. And what do we believe at this point happened? And can you confirm it's two officers who have been shot? At this time, we do know that there are two officers that have been shot and have been transported from the scene. I can't tell you if another agency is involved because we're still trying to figure that out. Uh, There is some sort of process service that was involved with the scenario as it's unfolding. But I don't know for what. Like Like serving a warrant? Yeah. Of some sort, or they were being served uh, paperwork for whatever reason to appear for court. Where did the shooting actually occur? We keep hearing about an ammunition plant. Was it at the ammunition plant? No, it is going to be just to the northeast of the ammunition plant. This is actually at a residence. It's a residence. residence. Okay. Yes. Um, So is the ammunition plant under lockdown as well? Like, how, how does that work? I would assume that they would be considering the proximity to their location. And anyone, I don't know what their procedures yeah, you, are. Do you have a suspect in yeah, custody? Any ongoing danger to the community is, I guess, what we're looking for. Okay, so I have heard that there is one suspect in custody, and I think we are trying to establish if there is anyone else in the residence involved or their period. Were, were both of the officers from the Independence Police Office, uh, Department, I beg your pardon, or were they from different jurisdictions? So the two officers that I can tell you that are injured are from Independence at this time. Do you have an update on their condition? No. Mm. Anything else you can tell us, Officer Rupert, from from where you stand right now? And I am so sorry. I know this is a difficult, traumatic day for for you and the other officers who are there trying to do your jobs under these circumstances. Uh, What I would suggest is that anybody and everybody that could just send positive thoughts and prayers, whichever one you... uh, Yeah take from just please send them to the law enforcement community today as a whole amen i don't mean to get too into the weeds and and maybe i uh, it's too early were they shot at the front door of this residence that is my understanding at this time okay so whomever it was that came out who opened that door literally came out guns a-blazing i do not know okay Officer Rupert, we are so sorry, and we were thinking of all of you today. And if you have any other update, you've got my cell phone number. Please text us um, as we continue to try to keep the public um, and give them some understanding of what has happened here. But we are so sorry. Amen. I appreciate that. I know we all do. Thank you, guys. Be well. All right. Be well. That's Officer Kelly Rupert, the public information officer with the Independence Police Department. So one of the things a friend of mine in law enforcement has asked me is like, are you hearing that another agency was involved and I'm not going to name the city? And so I wonder, because she just said there was a warrant service involved. Well, we, um, she, didn't, she said they were serving some something. type of service involved. Right. If it's possible, that's where wires are getting crossed over who was at this scene. And she mm-hmm. said they're still trying to deconstruct some of that. But sadly, two officers from the Independence Police Department have been shot. They have been transported. Um, and, and we just have to hope and pray that they are going to be OK. Amen. Amen. What, what is this intersection? Because I'm trying to I'm, I'm looking at a map of so Eastern Inde- Independence. They, they, they keep saying L.C. Smith and 24 Highway. L.C. Smith just near the um, Sorry, guys. ammunition plant. And the phones are ringing. If you are in that area, we would like to hear from you. Um, if you saw anything, if if you are under lockdown, um, we would certainly like to hear from you at 913-586-7798. But if I, you're do, in the area. I do think it's yeah. a reminder, Scott, you know, these men and women, 
women put on that uniform, there is no routine stop. There is no routine service of court paperwork. You know, and we don't know what kind of court. I mean, this could have. She just said they were serving papers. They were serving papers. Could have been a divorce. Uh, It could have been a warrant. Uh, It could have been an eviction. For all we know. Well, I I don't think it would have been an eviction because that would have involved the the sheriff's department. Normally, I think. Um, Telephone number here is nine one three five eight six seven seven nine eight. Robert, on line one. Robert, hello. Hey, how's it going? Hey, definitely sorry to hear what happened, but I was just coming through that area. It's just north of right there by the ammunition plant, probably about a quarter of a mile north of that. And I saw uh, an ambulance being escorted by three police cars up out of there real quick, going mm-hmm. down Truman Road, probably heading towards uh, Independence Regional uh, Medical Center problem. Robert, I was going to ask you, just help us understand the area, and we've got maps pulled up in here. How close is the nearest hospital? Could you estimate? Uh, it's going to be, uh, it's in Independence right there off a of Little Blue Parkway, so I would say probably five or six miles maybe. Robert, do appreciate the call, man. Thank you so much. Uh, I will say this, um, and I think we alluded to this with Officer Rupert. For those of you who believe, I do believe in the power of prayer. I I really do. Uh, Prayers up this afternoon for these two officers who were just doing their job. And for whatever reason, somebody came to the door with a gun, presumably, and shot them. Um, and 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 we're we're not going to do it today, or at least not this hour. But you and I have had this discussion before, and I think it it bears having it again. The danger of serving papers to a residence by officers. Let's go to Scott in Kansas City. Scott, good afternoon. Hello. Hey guys, uh, I live out there. I live off Elsie Smith and Blue Mills. Um, they got Fort Osage on lockdown. My little girl goes to Fort Osage. So they have all the school district on lockdown as well. You know, and I think that's obviously the the correct policy in this case, Scott, because mm-hmm. there's one right. in custody. But I think, again, you, you heard Officer Rupert saying they are still trying to ascertain whether or not anyone else is inside that residence. Telephone number here is 913-586-7798. We will continue to monitor the situation. We'll get to more of your calls, your comments in just a moment. But breaking news this afternoon, two Independence police officers have been shot and wounded, serving some sort of court document, we're led to believe, at a residence not far from Fort Fort Osage High School. Let's go to Lee in Oak Grove. Lee, good afternoon. Hello. Lee, good afternoon. Hello. Lee going once. Lee, I can hear you. Lee, hello. Okay. Goodbye. Uh, Telephone number is 913-586-7798. If you guys want to weigh in, uh, there has been a shooting today not far from Fort Osage High School. Two Independence police officers have been shot. We do not know their condition. Paul in Independence. Paul, good afternoon. Hello. 
Hey, I was calling to let you guys know 24 Highway in L.C. Smith is just a little bit west of the Buckner city limits off 24 Highway. Just where? Just west of Buckner? Yeah, just west of Buckner city limits over by Matt Ford. Okay, I'm I'm zooming in on the map right now, and I'll I'll try to get a a better location here. Uh, I must confess I'm not familiar with that area of town. Uh, The phone number, once again, if you were over there, saw something, heard something, uh, is 913-586-7798. You heard one of our listeners say um, they saw officers speeding away with an ambulance. Um, You know, there is never a routine day in law enforcement, and today this is a reminder. Um, One suspect in custody this happened at a residence, apparently, as the officers tried to serve some type of paperwork. Uh, and they are still trying to figure out whether or not anyone else is inside that home. Uh, Center Point Hospital would be the closest hospital, people are saying, on the text line. And it would be roughly five miles away. And I'm trying to find it on this map. I, I, I'm going to Independence tonight. And, and if you're calling and you can't get through, Sam is trying to get to all of the calls. So just keep letting uh, the phone ring and we will get or take them cold, Scott, and we will we will get to you as soon as we can. Fine. We'll go. We'll go to Maggie in Bonner Springs. Maggie. Hello. Hi. Yeah. Like, I just want to ask you something. I don't know if you've got kids or not. Do you have kids? Yeah, she has four. I have two. Maggie, I, I don't know where that's going. We, this is why we shouldn't take calls cold, but we would like to hear from you or if, if you are in that area. Uh, obviously, Fort Osage schools are under lockdown, as they should be. Uh, the entire intersection, you heard Officer Rupert say, is closed. Near, and you've got the map up, Scott. I cannot find this. Uh... Well, I think it goes by a couple of different names. Um, what is it, LC? So look for 24 Highway. Follow that to North LC Smith Road. Uh, it is, you'll also see something that says Campus Grounds. It's a coffee shop right in the area if you zoom in, uh, just east of 7 Highway. Okay. It is the second north-south vein off of Highway 24 and then uh, south oh, from that okay. intersection. Right, you can right. find Bunchy I, I got it. I got it. So when when everybody was saying LC. You were typing in LC. The letters L and C. It's E-L-S-E-A Smith Road. North Elsie Smith Road. Got it. It's a it's a name of a person. Got it. L-C-E-L-S-E-A Smith Road. Now I've got it. Okay, so I'm looking at this, and I certainly see what you're talking about. I see an elementary school. This is is this a what you would consider to be a highly residential area of Independence? I, I'm zooming in on it right now, and I would not because she said this is a residence. Just there's a couple of homes, but they they <laughs> look to be on on large swaths of of land. So I don't know that I'd call it rural. Uh, the The best way that I could probably describe what I'm seeing on this map is imagine what the Legends area used to look like before the Legends came in in Bonner. Where there's a house here, and then like half a mile away, there's another house. Or right. quarter of a mile, there's another house. Um, j- just on North L.C. Smith Road, I so, see like six houses. Um, so, so zoom in, Scott. The intersection that is closed, according to Officer Rupert, and you're not getting in or out if you live there or not, is at North L.C. Smith Road and Bunshu Road. And I'm going to spell that because when she said it, I misspelled that as well. B-U-N-D-S-C-H-U. 
that is right at the apex of where this apparently happened um, or where she is standing to, to give us that live report. And, you know, I, I'm zooming in, Scott, and I, I see what you see, just a smattering of yeah. homes. I mean, there, there are homes, but it's not like a subdivision. There, it's not orchestrated. Uh, Paula in Independence. Paula, hello. Hey, Elsie um, Smith Road is an old country road. It's about um, a mile and a half from the high school on 24 Highway. It's barely a two-lane road. I've seen a whole bunch of police driving down 24, and my grandkids go to the school, high school. And um, so I headed that way in fear of what I would find. Um, but they were going so fast, I lost them. I didn't see them at the high school, and I didn't see them at the um, – junior high so i just went down to buckner didn't see nothing turn around a trooper flew past me i followed him and he turned um south on elsie smith road so i went down <clears throat> there's over 50 police officers there from jackson county um there's state troopers there's independence there's unmarked cars there's Sorry, there's um, um, Kansas City Police Department. There was helicopters. Um, I asked what happened. A neighbor said that I could see them off of uh, 24 um, Elsie Smith. And um, a neighbor said that um, two officers had been shot. And um, it's just, it was... I, oh, I can't even explain how I feel. Um, um, I followed an ambulance. When I was leaving, an ambulance went around me, and I followed them, and it was escorted by two police officers, and they were pulling off the highway at 7 Highway and 24, and they weren't going fast at all. Hmm. I don't know how he's doing or she's doing. I don't know. Okay. Paul, I do appreciate the call. Thank you. Uh, Tammy in Blue Springs. Tammy. Hi. Hi. Uh, my son-in-law is a newly off of training independence police officer, and my daughter's an ER nurse at Centerpoint. So we could really use all the thoughts and, you know, if you're praying, then that would be a good thing because... Anytime there's a cop shot, the nurses, the doctors, all of the other first responders, it's, it's a hard day for everybody. Amen. Tammy, I'm so sorry and thank you to the call. We need to get to uh, Al, if we could, who lives in one of the nearby homes. Al, what do you see from where, where you're sitting right now? Well, I'm sitting on uh, Bunchy Road right now, and I'm looking at the house. It's surrounded by three police armored vehicles. Um, there's a police helicopter overhead. There are um, hundreds, it seems like, of police officers, first responders, ambulances here. And we live on Elsie Smith, and we can't get to our home because everything's blocked off. There were officers with sniper rifles and ARs, and um, some of them have pulled back, but the house is still surrounded. There's still officers there with uh, the armored vehicle. Can you describe the house for us? Yeah. Um, it seemed to be abandoned or not taken properly care of, and 
you know, I hate to speculate if they were behind or what was going on, um, but it has uh, not looked very good for a couple of years. And uh, uh, we, everybody in the neighborhood was wondering kind of what was going on there at the home, but we never see anybody. They have a horse that's out in the pasture, but uh, other than that, that's it. Al, can you tell us without using any names whatsoever, do you, do you know anything about the people that lived in that property? No, we've lived out here for 29 years, and um, I do not know the house had changed uh, ownerships a few years back, and we don't know them. Were you away when all of this unfolded, or, or where were you when it started? Uh, um, we were coming home from Independence down 24 Highway and had about uh, 15 police officers from several different jurisdictions fly by us about 100 miles an hour. And then when we got to Elsie Smith and 24, of course, we couldn't come down the road. And then we came to the next road to the east of us and turned on Bunchu. And, of course, it's blocked off, too, but not to the point where we can't see the house. Okay. Uh, Al, thank you for the call. Uh, we have some unfortunate and sad breaking news. Uh, Channel 9 is now reporting that one of the two officers who were shot has died. Uh, Sam, if we can check in with Fox 4 real quick. Holt is at the desk. Let's just, just see what listen they're reporting. in. If, we know if that. We, we could. don't know the conditions. We don't know what led up to that shooting. But we do know the Fort Osage School District has been told it has released or is releasing its students regular dismissals that the situation is now contained. We're going to return you to regular programming. Stay with Fox 4. We'll be. All right. So the uh, lockdown obviously has been canceled. Telephone number here is 913-586-7798. This is a sad day for the city of Independence. Two officers serving some sort of court paperwork at a residence in eastern Jackson County were shot. One of those officers, we are now told, has died. One suspect is in custody, and the lockdown that was in place in that area that included the schools in Fort Osage, uh, that lockdown has been lifted. Let's go to Sean in Independence. Sean, good afternoon. Hello. Hi, Sean. Go ahead. Hi. I used to work for Independence, so I know that area. The entire area is full of three to five-acre lots. Um, it's got to do with sewer issues, so that's neither here nor there. Uh, it's a mixture of brand-new McMansions and houses that I'm not quite sure how they're still standing. Got um, it. It's, I mean, it, it, is, it is in the middle of nowhere. Uh, uh, the closest business is, uh, it's a good three to five minute drive. I mean, you're, it, it, there's nothing out there. It's just, it's just sparse residential. Is it in the city of Independence or is it in Eastern Jackson County? It is in Independence. The city, the city limits of Independence actually touch the west side of uh, Buckner. So there's a yeah. 24 highway. A lot of that just is it's it's mostly agricultural. It's not technically rural, and a lot of the farms now have been broken up into smaller lots, but they're for large houses mostly. And Sean, just a procedural question: If in fact the two officers were serving some sort of papers, you know, we're used to the sheriff's departments handling that. It, since you worked for Independence, can you just tell us a little bit about how that might play out? And why the city uh, would be would be serving some papers to a resident? Um, it could have been for a 
city uh, failure to appear or something like that for a warrant. That, that's about the only reason I could think of they would actually be out there. Um, I am also a process server, so I have been dealt with some of that. But, um, yeah, that's about the only thing I can think of. It's got to be a city, some kind of city charge, not a not a state or a county charge. Right. And so when, when I hear papers are being served, I, I always think county. Um, um, so mm-hmm. if it's some sort of city matter, which to your point, I don't want to say would be something inconsequential, but it's not going to be some, you know, the feds aren't involved here. So this w- would be something relatively minor, would it not? Uh, typically, yes, but... Um, they also have assault, you know, assault and battery that that's going to be handled with at the local level. Got it. That That's usually not county. And independence being as large as it is, they have a lot of the uh, it, it, it's one of those things where I mean, Kansas City and independence are both so large that if the Jackson County can't get out there, they both have a large enough police force that they can handle some of that stuff. Um, as to whether or not they're allowed to, I, I'm not sure on that. Sean, do appreciate the call. Thank you for the information. Telephone number is 913-586-7798. Read this directly from Channel 9's website. And as you can imagine, this is a fluid-breaking, heartbreaking situation. Matt mm-hmm. Fleener not able to join us right now, but I will read from the story that they just posted. The Independence Police Department has confirmed the shooting. Uh, two independence police officers shot, and sadly, Scott, as you mentioned, one has died mm. near that shooting near 7 Highway and East Bunshu Road. Um, and they say that they are getting this directly from the Independence Police Department. Authorities have yet to confirm the condition of the other officer who was shot, but that individual is currently being treated for their injuries at a nearby hospital. Okay, so I have located the area on the map. This would be southwest, just barely southwest of Buckner in far eastern Independence. Um, man, they're, they're really, the caller was right. There are very few businesses out there. There's the Lake City Ammunition Plant, which is to the south and to the west. There is an Indi- Indian Trails Elementary School immediately to the west and a little blue trace trail picnic area. To the southwest. You know, this isn't going to surprise you, Scott, but the execution of arrest and search warrants is actually one of the most demanding and potentially high-risk activities for police mm-hmm. officers anywhere um, with an increased tendency for, so sadly, so sadly, something like this happening today. And our hearts are broken. Our hearts are broken for our friends in law enforcement for our listeners, the men and women who put that uniform on every day, and certainly for the entire staff at Independence. It's, 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 the, the news today is horrible. Um, and and I've, I've reached out to our good friend, uh, former Kansas City, Missouri Police Captain Mark Terman, asking him to call in. Um, th- this is, and I, 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 I think I can say this um Pretty freely. This is every police officer's worst nightmare. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. All you're doing is going to serve paperwork. Within your own department, Scott, it's every officer's worth worth oh, sure. nightmare. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. You, you, you wake up in the morning and you, you put that uniform on and, and every officer would tell you, you know, we, we leave the house hoping that we come home uh, later on that afternoon or evening or whatever. And you really have no, I mean, you and I don't have that problem. We go to work and we talk on the radio and we goof around and we tell stupid jokes. There, there's never a threat. I'm going to quote For here. them, there's always a threat. I quote here from the Houston police chief um, after several officers were shot serving a warrant or paperwork of some kind uh, a couple of years ago. He said, two things you know about police work, Scott. It can be tremendously boring 98% of the time yep. and extremely dangerous and dynamic that other 2%. We know they are always in danger, and it is a dangerous business we are in. Let's go to former Kansas City, Missouri Police Captain Mark Terman, who's on line one. Hello, Mark. Hi, Scott. Hi, Dana. Oh, How are I am you so sorry. My, I just my heart dropped when I saw the bulletin that one of the officers has died. And, and you've worked in this and around this your entire career. And I just want to hug you right now. I'm just so sorry. Oh, it's you know, it's going to be hard, hard for the Independence Missouri Police Department and hard for all the surrounding. And then, of course, for everybody responding as well. But, you know, warrant service, as you were just saying, is one of the most dangerous uh, activities a police officer can do because you don't know what's behind the door that you're approaching. Um, and that's true with every call, but um, warrants in particular, it's very dangerous. So can, can you why? talk a little bit about that and also why the variety of law enforcement officers we're seeing there now? Would, would they have front-loaded with officers to serve paperwork or were those just Kansas City and other agencies flooding in after they heard the call for help that an officer was down? Um, you know, really, I, since I know zero specifics on that, I really can't say. But I will say this is that whenever an incident like this occurs, you're going to have people of the region coming up there to help. And, in fact, that's, as a commander on scene of these issues, 
that's one of the biggest things that uh, the commander on scene has to do is organize what the next steps are. You know, you have officers down, you got to get them to safety. You got to protect the other officers. You got to protect the civilians in the area. There's a lot to do right off the bat, and you have to make decisions really fast. Mark, can you explain this to me? Why is it critical that when someone, you know, we, we had Officer uh, Rupert on a little while ago, Kelly Rupert from the Independence Police Department. Why, why is it mandatory or essential that the paperwork be handed directly to the person yeah. in the home? Why couldn't these independence police officers, or for that matter, an Overland Park police officer or a Shawnee police officer or Liberty police officer, why couldn't they just put the documents on the front porch and walk away? Well, it depends what the service is. If it's a warrant service or if it's a civil service, um, they could have been serving civil papers, um, in which at which point you have to the civil servers always have to um, talk to somebody directly. They just because of the civil process, there has to be a direct uh, direct contact. So it depends what the service is. Uh, I don't the things again on the news that I've heard was that it was a warrant service. But that is still we, we know, don't know. And, and Mark, to, but, but, know. but to either point, and we do know that this is a city, some sort of city paperwork or warrant service. Um, one of the things I read is the person that you are serving often feels like they don't have anything left to lose. You know, if you're, if you're coming to serve that they're losing the house or that they are going to jail or like all of the things. And I assume, you know, as an officer, Mark, when you are knocking on that door, what they are being served for. Yes, absolutely. And you're right. Um, you just, you don't know. But let's take a case there recently uh, where the attorney was killed um, by the person he had sued and he had taken, um, he had um, sued this guy. I don't remember the reasons why. It's, that was, that, was, in, that was in Waldo a couple years ago. Right, exactly. And the, the suspect, as it turns out, was the guy that had lost the lawsuit. It's the same thing here, is that when an officer approaches a the door, they may indeed feel that they have nothing to lose, and they'll take it out on whoever's there. Well, then why not, Mark, change the, the way that, that police or law enforcement in general sure. handle those things instead of going to the door where they have the advantage, right, the homeowner has the advantage. That's what I mean. The yes. Home, yeah, thank you, Dana. The homeowner has the advantage. Why not just sit on that house? They have to leave the home at some point. Yeah. No, it's a, it's a, it's a value, uh, legitimate point. It absolutely depends on why they're there. If it's a violent crime, they're going to not. Um, they don't want the person escaping. You don't want to get into a car chase. Mm. Um, so, it, again, it, it all depends upon the reason that they're at the door in the first place. And when you... most of the time, these things happen all the time. The, when I say these things, uh, you know, police officers, there are over 100 million police citizen contacts a year, including lots and, you know, thousands and thousands of warrant services, and 99.9% of them go just fine. So this is the outlier. So then how do you train the officers when they are walking up to that door? I... I... I go back to the point that this is going to likely be some sort of city. And, and I guess my point is it doesn't matter. I mean, you know, I think, you know, when you're going up to the door, if you're knocking um, to talk to a violent felony that's wanted for murder, that's one thing. But you also don't ever know if this was some sort of city failure to appear charge. 
that that something like this is is a possibility, even with the the silliest, flimsiest reason that you are there. Yeah, it's there are tactics that we employ as we approach, uh, be it a vehicle, be it a house. Um, it also depends on the layout. You know, I hate to say it depends, but it really does. There's so many different layers that you'd have to pull back, and then it's the and then it gets down to the awareness of the individual officer and what does what knowledge does that individual officer have of that particular residence. Um, so, and I have specific stories about that myself, where uh, we served warrants, we were knocking on the doors, but we knew we were going after homicide, people wanted for homicide, and so we'd set up a certain way, and in 90% of the time, it all worked out just fine. You know, occasionally we'd have an op 100, and then uh, we'd negotiate the way, you know, their way out. So, um, it's just, it's so situational dependent. The hardest thing right now is to gather what's going on there and get the the help that the officers need at the scene. And to me, it still does not sound stable at all. It's, it's a pretty active scene. Does, does another agency step in then, Mark? I mean, for all of the obvious reasons. I mean, they've, they've lost one colleague. Another colleague is in the hospital. I mean, is that when Kansas City or surrounding agencies step up? and backfill some of those roles so that these officers can go be with the families in the hospital and grieve and do all of the things they need to do. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you'll, you'll have uh, mutual aid help from Kansas City just to do calls for service. You'll have, um, in all the responding areas, uh, the officers, anybody not on scene. And then uh, another thing that the commanders, uh, the command staff will do is setting up um, down the road, how they're going to assist independence, yeah, um, with uh, with what with what they need, and it just depends on the city and what they're asking for. Mark, let me read you. Uh, a, you know, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Continue. Uh, I was just going to say when we lost the officer in Fairway, the regional department's mission and um, everybody there in Johnson County stepped up and took care of the officers, the Fairway officers took care of the officers that knew him from because he had transferred from mission and um that the whole they were just the whole group took care of themselves so so well they did such a good job but it and it was so painful for all of those officers just, go ahead i was just going to read a text to you from uh, that we just got and, and wanted to get your reaction here this is from uh, 0693 retired law enforcement here used to be a trainer, and I would tell new hires that the job every week is 39 hours and 58 minutes of sheer boredom, punctuated by two minutes of sheer terror. And what keeps you alert is you don't know when those two minutes are coming. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And depending where you work, it could be more terror than that. Uh, you know, in city in the summertime is a rock and roll place in certain parts of the city and uh, everything you do, every step you take, you're, you don't know what you're walking into. Well, let me ask you this, Mark, if I may, Um, is the knock on the door an antiquated police technique? Yes. Why not just kick the door? I mean, especially if you know that you're dealing with somebody who is potentially violent or, or and, not. And, and we don't know. Or, or not. I, I don't think that's the point. I know. But let me let me let me just say this. We don't know what kind of court paperwork these officers were serving on this home. 
But regardless of what it was, you don't know what's waiting on the other side. And when you knock on the door and you're like, you know, Independence Police or Kansas City, Missouri Police. You're already behind the eight ball. Yeah, you're you're setting them up to prepare themselves, giving them the high ground while you take the low ground. Why not just kick the door down? Well, um, it, we used to do that with the no-knock warrants. We'd serve the no-knock warrants back in the late 80s and 90s. And the court, there were several court decisions that said, look, no-knock warrants really are not good. And there were induced shootings yes. because of that. And we can think of the one, the gallant independent uh, Indianapolis, mm-hmm. who was killed on a no-knock warrant. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of fallout from that. So in direct answer to your question, I think a couple of things. Number one, I still think knocking on the door is the right thing to do. I think it's part of the due process. I think it's just one of the dangers that we take when we take on the job. Because, Mark, number two, the, oh, go, ahead. go ahead. No, you go ahead. Number two, what? Um, number two is uh, you've, you've got to be prepared. You've got to have your tactics down. You have to be as much know the art of policing as anything else. And that's how, you know, most officers get through, you know, now, obviously, stuff happens, but you get through a career knowing the art. We've had conversations about this, Mark, because we have so many friends in law enforcement, mutual friends. You're one of my dearest, longest friends. I hated that no-knock warrant for that very reason. You are already dealing with bad actors who you know are likely armed in a lot of those cases uh, who would be expecting maybe bad people to show up at the door, maybe not necessarily police. And you know how many officers were shot kicking in that door because the reaction of the bad guy inside was this is probably a rival gang member or another drug dealer or something like that. And the officers would be shot. Right. Right. That's right. We saw it time and, and time I, again. Uh, Brianna hey, Taylor, by the way, is the name we're all thinking of. Yeah. Right. Brianna Taylor. Brianna Taylor. Yeah. She was the EMT in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. Um and, you know, so these are important lessons. Uh, we've really had a lot of good luck lately if you look at Operation 100s that hit the news, and there's a lot that don't. But most of these things go on. Somebody gets barricaded. They'll be there four and a half, five hours, and then they give up and they come out peacefully, and it all ends. Well, that's not by accident. The negotiators we have in the metropolitan area are outstanding. And they just do a, just a tremendous job. And we should all be very pleased of the general police work that we have in, in the city. It, it gets back to that you still have to do the job, and this is one of the hard parts of the job. And, Mark, I don't want to second-guess police tactics, um, but we have an officer who died today and another one who is uh, in the hospital, as Dana mentioned just a minute ago. And... You said just a minute ago you still think that the knock on the door is the right way to handle it, but are there are there different avenues? And, and fine, maybe I'm wrong about the kicking in the door, you know, on a divorce decree or right, something. Right. I mean, Let's not know, go there. Boom! Here comes the door, and you're getting divorced. Here's the paperwork. Goodbye. Yeah. Why, but why not? Um, if if they're home and they don't want to answer the door, they're just not going to answer the door, or they they want to come out and fight. Like obviously somebody did today in Independence. Why not lay the paperwork on the front porch or near the front door and just bullhorn them and say, "Hey, uh, this is the Independence Police Department, and there's paperwork on your front door. Please come out and get it." Yeah, I, I, again, it's 
I don't know. To me, it doesn't it doesn't really make any sense. And if you're bullhorning, they're not going to come out anyway. Right. And then the, the wind picks up the paperwork and throws it away. Here's and the, then they say, what paperwork? Here's the other deal, Mark. Here's the other deal. These conversations have been had every single time there's been an incident with the warrant service. There, there was a case in Houston a couple of years ago. I think four officers were shot and survived. I mean, you, you, there have been cases upon cases of this happening. And then there's always this discussion, and there should be, do we change policy? Do we look at policy? Is mm-hmm. there another way to do this? Um, and I expect those conversations in the days to come as we we learn more about what happened here. But after all of the other cases, the, the policy has remained the same. And, you know, I'm just pointing that out. This is not the first time, sadly, sure. Sure. an officer has been hurt or or killed in the line of duty serving paperwork. It's 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 heartbreaking. Yeah. So there are certain technologies coming out right now that I can't really speak to on the air, but they're pretty cool. And one of them kind of involves what you guys are talking about, where a department um, has the ability to see inside the house and see if there are people there to start and then see the location of the people. Um, That technology is rolling out to police departments, obviously, um, there are for so many different reasons, including the Fourth Amendment, um, that there are protections of search and seizure so sure. that you're going to have to have a search warrant to use that technology to see what's inside. Sure. So all of that um, judge time, detective time, writing up all of the back information that you need to have just takes time. And the question is, you know, we have a hard time right now getting a prosecutor to prosecute enough cases with people, uh, violent people to keep them in jail, to help reduce the crime, yada, yada, you know, follow that string. Now we're gonna add something on there that says, well, we want a search warrant um, for, we're not gonna do that on every house, obviously. So, you know, yes, are there ways you can change the system? Do we have stuff in the future? We will. Technology. Technology, right. You know, I hate car chases. I hate them. I hate them. I think they're for so many different reasons. But uh, as we have technology, technology will help us reduce those and help stop them altogether. So applying technology in this instance down the road, depending on the circumstance, will be also very appropriate. Mark, I'm so sorry. And, um, you know, I can't wait to see you again and hang out under better circumstances and have better conversations than than this one about happier things. But I'm just heartbroken and and so very sorry for all of your brothers and sisters who put on that uniform every day. Amen. Amen. Thank you both. Okay, be well. All right, Mark. Take care. Talk to you soon. Uh, Former Kansas City, Missouri Police Captain Mark Terman joining us on the hotline. Telephone number here is 913-586. Seven seven nine. Quoting here a while ago from a former assistant director of the FBI, and this was with NBC Miami after a warrant service ended in an officer's um, death. The nature of serving that warrant, whether it's arrest or for a search, always, he says, involves the element of the unknown. And when people understand that law enforcement is coming for them, that their freedoms may soon be ended, quote, all bets are off. Yeah. Well, let me address this text that just came in a minute ago from 0952, and I take great exception to what 0952 wrote. Why are we talking about how the police, the victims, could have done something different instead of what has happened to people 
who have no moral issues with shooting at police. Maybe the problem is you blaming the wrong side. To which I responded, we are not blaming the police. We are trying to figure out ways that this can be done without cops being killed. Let me be clear. It is statistically one of the riskiest, most Mm -hmm. dangerous duties we ask our police officers to do. You're nuts if you don't think we're going to talk about that today. One of our officers is dead. And you're nuts if you don't think that Dana and Parks is pro-police. I think we have demonstrated that over 13 years together, that this is the most pro-police show probably in all of America. The problem is, to your point, and there are sergeants and officers and federal agents who have echoed what you said, you don't know what's on the other side of the door. And so the upper hand goes in this scenario to the person in the house, mm-hmm. whether you're serving a warrant for a divorce, uh, eviction, or we, you are wanted for murder because you're a very bad person. It is still inherently one of the most dangerous things that police officers are asked to do. We would be idiots to sit here today and not ask the question, is there a safer way? Are there things that could be changed within the system that make it possible to serve paperwork to people without putting police officers or sheriff's deputies lives in danger? That's all we're trying to do. Because the element of surprise here is not on the police officer's side. No. It's, it's what's waiting behind That's that right. door. They, they, and, and I used the analogy about higher ground, lower ground a little while ago. That person behind the door, when you knock on that door and say, Independence Police, open the door, or Kansas City, Missouri Police, open the door, that person behind the door automatically has high ground. I want to go to Steve because he's going to say almost exactly what I was going to tell you when you asked this question. Steve, go ahead. Uh, good afternoon. This is a terrible thing. Amen. But the problem, Scott, you're asking is is there an alternative way to serve the papers, put it on the porch, yada, da da da. The problem is our legal system, when you get to court in front of a judge, you have to prove that that person was physically given those papers in person yep. or you got nothing in court. We work under a system of laws where when you are served, you have to be served. Then then why not find a way, um, and, and maybe this requires a little bit of extra manpower and time, serve them somewhere other than their home. Who? They get out of their car on their way into work. That's right. Then, and, and, then and I, it, it, it equalizes the playing field the, the, when the, it comes to that element of surprise. The, the, the surprise is now on them, not on you as an officer. And I, I understand what Mark's talking about, Mark Terman, where he says, well, you know, the one thing you don't want to do is, is, you know, wait for somebody to come out of their house. They get in their car. You guys ignite the lights. And all of a sudden we got a police chase. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is police officers do undercover work all the time. They they watch people. They yeah. follow people all the time. You know where the suspect works. At, at some point, that, that person in that home has to leave to go to the grocery store, go to work, go to the gas station, go to a bar, whatever. Follow them in an unmarked car. Wherever they get out of the car, you approach them immediately, and now you have the element of surprise they don't. Uh, we have an update from Fox 4 News. Independence police now saying it was three officers who were shot and a civil process server 
was shot as well. So four people so total, four total three people officers shot. and a civil process server. Do they say was the third officer with the city? Do we know? Uh, one of the officers is in surgery. One has passed away. Uh, the third is the status of the third is unknown. It doesn't say. And, what and the process server was shot as well. Correct. It does not have a note on their condition either. Mm. So four, a, a minimum of four people went to this house. Correct. Four, uh, four were shot. Yeah, yeah. four were. So, yeah, right. A minimum of four people went to the house. Four of them were shot. One of them, sadly, has died. Ugh. God be with their family. Uh, Sandy in Grain Valley. Sandy, hello. Hi. Um, yeah, so I just had a close call myself with um, warrant serving about 10 or 12 years ago. A friend had invited myself and my little children out to watch her ride uh, one evening at a stable that I had not been to. The location was uh, like on Colburn Road, Bannister Road, just a little bit west of 50 Highway and a little bit east of Noland, down in kind of an unincorporated area. And I turned left into the street that I thought would take me where I wanted to go, got up the hill a little bit, and there were about 12 vehicles, not marked, that were all right there blocking this road. And I inched my way up, and this man rolled his window down, and he said, who are you? And I told him my name, and he goes, what are you doing? And I told him what I just told you. And he goes, well, I got news for you. There's no horse stable up around here, and we are just about to serve a warrant, so you better get out of here now. And I definitely took his advice. I turned around the car, and I took out. But I don't know if so many vehicles were involved because of the nature of the warrant that they were serving. It's a great question. And, mm. Yeah, and I guess I just hope that today that all those men and women that were there doing the serving, that they had as many cars backing them up. And I know you just never know what you're going to walk into, but we are definitely praying for them. Amen. Thank you, Sandy. It's, it's one of the questions I had that, that can't be answered right now. Would it be normal for a total of four people to go up to a property, or do you usually work in pairs, and or does that depend on the nature of the paperwork you are serving, even though I don't think it matters? I think that element of surprise that we've talked about, even with something more benign than a warrant for murder— I think you can still end up having this horrifying result. But what does that say to you that there were four people going up to this door, Scott? Three officers and one civil server. Does that say anything to you that there are four? And I'm asking our law enforcement community, is it maybe something more serious, even though it's a city service of papers of some sort? Would would it be normal to have four? The the only thing I would wonder about is... If, if this was a serious charge, i.e. a murder warrant or whatever, why would you send a civil server to the door? Along with three officers. Right. Why, why wouldn't it just be four officers? Why wouldn't it just be a civil server? Telephone if, number here. If, if you ahead. are in that industry of civil service, where you are a server of this type of paperwork, please call us um, so we can get you on at the top of the hour at 913 913- Five eight six seven seven nine eight, just to help us understand for our listeners how this works. A dark day, mm. a very dark day in our town. Pray for independence. Amen. As as she mentioned, telephone number here is nine one three five eight six seven seven nine eight. Quick break for the news. We'll get to your calls, your comments, in just a moment. Thanks for listening to the Dana and Parks podcast. Remember, you can catch us online anytime at kmbz.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours 
and great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.